Welcome to Eye on the Illini, folks. It was a big night in Champaign tonight. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley. I am here with Illini guy Brad Sturdy and Illini guy director of recruiting Kedrick Prince. Uh, the first thing that I thought was great about tonight was it was really moving to see Io's jersey get lifted up into the rafters. I think that's where it deserves to be. Brad, what are your thoughts on that moment? It was really cool. You know, we got to uh, talk to Io um, at halftime after the ceremony for about 10 minutes. I, I've got that video out on YouTube and also um, on our message board on AlinaGuys.com. So um, you can you can check that out and see what he had to say. I think it was really cool to see a guy who gave so much over three years and put in so much work and effort. And he, he was the guy who stayed home. He made it cool to stay home and go to Illinois. And, and, and you see him get rewarded for that. So it's really cool. I know he's your – He's the, he's the most important Illini ever, according to you, Mike Kegley. So yes, he you know, is. Just, I, I can't believe you didn't fly from Texas up to see this jersey ceremony. Well, I, I would have, <laughs> but my arms would have been tired. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. I'll be honest with you. On my Illini basketball Mount Rushmore, the first guy up there is Io, because just what you said, Brad. When it was not cool to be here. When Illinois had been crap for 10 years, he chose to come here. And then through his own force of will, coupled with his partnership with Coach Underwood and the staff, they drug this team back to national relevance. And without Io, there's not Kofi. And without Io and Kofi, it's a very tough road for Coach Underwood. And when you have Coach Underwood, Io, and Kofi, we're sitting on the precipice of something really big. Kedrick, what did you think uh, with seeing Io's, uh, you know, uh, jersey go up into the rafters? Well, I know uh, I, what Brad said was kind of comical and it's funny, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have to take your side on this, but I'm going to do you one better. I think going back to the early 80s, and I don't want to show my age, but, like, I remember guys like Bruce Douglas when they committed, they helped turn the program around. They, they revitalized the dead program. And Io did the same thing. He's just in a different era. To me, those are two or three guys. You know, I you know there's some other guys that played in the early '80s that made Illinois basketball relevant again. And I'm going to tell you the other guy, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about here in a minute, is Kobe Colbert. You know, when Illinois basketball, every a lot of schools go through their periods where they struggle, and those three, three or four guys, not saying that they're the best players. Those, you know, that's an argument for a different day. But what it does is they really made Illinois who they are again. Like today, a perfect example, we saw what it was like today when Kofi wasn't playing, you know. And, you know, what was it like before Iowa joined Illinois? So I, I think it was great. And the thing I that really made me happy seeing DeMar there, I was hoping somebody from the Bulls came down with him today. I was even hoping Coach was coming down today, Coach Donovan, because I think that shows the support and what they think of Iowa as a person. I thought that was very, very classy. Yep, totally totally agree with that. That was awesome to see DeMar there. Uh, Underwood joked in the post-game press conference that um, we could get, you know, anytime the Bulls players want to come down, they definitely get them a front-row seat. So uh, <laughs> I, I think he's open to having Bulls players there. And Billy Donovan's your guy too, Mike. I mean, I Iowa's playing for Billy Donovan. He's like I know. a hero. I know. It's like Billy Donovan – who's the guy that I've suggested be the uh, Illini head basketball coach for every opening since Bill Self left. 
uh, back when Bill Self left, I wanted Thad Mata or Billy Donovan. And then uh, when it was time for uh, Coach Weber to leave, when it was time for Gross to leave, my first choice is always Billy Donovan. So, um, yeah, there's, I even have a slight, you know, man crush uh, jealousy on, on IO <laughs> to get a play for Billy Donovan. So, it, but you know, you the, have a Billy Donovan poster in your bedroom, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, doing a layup with his feet now still on the ground. Yep. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me. Um, no, but you know, the, the funny thing is, is it really kind of shows you what IO's personality is when you get the best player on the team, a guy who is starting to make some rumblings for the MVP decides to accompany a rookie for a two and a half hour drive uh, on a windy, cold, snowy night in central Illinois. Um, that shows you the kind of effect and the type of leadership that IO has. And it's not hard to see how he is going to affect that Bulls franchise going forward. So as we, as we move on from IO, and it was fantastic to see that, um, let's take a look at the game tonight. Brad, this game was, was a, um, you know, to be honest with you, it kind of started off being a little bit of a sleeper as Kofi took control of the game early. And, of course, it was, it was uh, uh, with about 10 minutes and 34 seconds to go. Um, Illinois was up. 21 to eight. Uh, Kofi gets his second foul. And of course, we know Coach Underwood benches him for the rest of the half in the first half if you get two fouls. And all of a sudden, it turned into a game. What did you see when you were there in the front row? Yeah, you know, Illinois was a plus 28 in Kofi's 28 minutes. They started out dominating the game. And then they finished the second half, they dominated the second half. I, I think that. Obviously, Kobe's a big part of that. I, I do think they um, – the one thing Underwood tonight, he talked about this in the postgame, he played Trent the other night with two fouls. He feels like Plummer and Coburn and Frazier and even Trevello, he can afford to play those guys with two fouls. Just hard. But he said tonight the way the referees were officiating, calling a lot of uh, ticky-tack kind of weak fouls, he didn't want him to get a third foul because he thought that he could come out and play, you know. He thought he was going to play, you know, 17, 18 minutes of the second half. He didn't know he was going to play him all 20. But it, it turns out he did, it, and it, it, turned, it worked. Um, he was, you know, he was fantastic in the second half. He was fresh, um, had fresh legs. He fouled out both the Maryland big guys, um, you know, and, and, you know, finished with 23 18. He had 16 and 15 in the second half. Um, of course, I told, I, I made a comment that he would have had 32 and 30 if he's played all game, right? Um, exactly. So, and they won by 30, won by 40 points. But, you know, it seems, seems so easy. But I do think that it changed the game. One thing, Trent Frazier kind of changed the game with that one play, with that one stretch, where they finally got something to go down from the outside to kind of help open things up for Kobe. And, and the defense that DeMonte Williams played in the second half was fantastic. I mean, just one of the things that you have to do against a team like Maryland is you can't allow them to catch the ball in a positive position because their guys are bigger than yours. I mean, they're basically, except for Kobe's guy, Everybody else is bigger, you know. Pat Russell's smaller, but he's really quick. But you know, the Scott, the Hart, the you know Ayala—they're bigger than the guys that are guarding. So if you let them catch them, hit the ball deep, or get the ball in a position where it's a, it's a, and there's an open lane to drive, they can use their physicality and size to go up over you. They're going to be successful. 
And in the second half, they really did a great job of forcing them out of what, what they wanted to run, made them play ISO basketball, but not ISO basketball from great scoring positions. And that's how Illinois was able to really shut them down defensively in the second half. I thought that was a key. Yeah, in the first half, I had a little bit of a flashback to Ohio State and Maryland the last year because the, the, the wings were big enough that they, without Kofi in the game, they could run the Illini shooters off the three-point line. And, and I was like, holy crap, how are we going to get out of that if the referees start calling these touch fouls in the second half? Because the one thing that we're seeing from Kofi, and I'll uh, throw this over to Ked afterwards, but when Kofi's in the game, and this we would have not said this last year, but the offensive ball movement is way better when he's taking it in and out of the post like that. Ked? Well, I want you guys, I'm, it's time to bring out the violin. You know, I got to cry a little bit. Um, and a lot of people don't like the fact of, hey, you know, we don't want to complain about officiating, but here's my complaint. The way Kofi gets fouled and grabbed, let's just take the fouling out of it, the grabbing. And then when he even remotely, or even Omar Payne, touches a guy the wrong way, it's a foul. That's hard to play against. I, I'm not a fan of it. And it, it's ugly to me. It's not fair to the kids, you know, and you, we all know what kind of guy Kofi is. We've talked about it. When he runs on the court barking at officials, you know, because they don't call a foul, it's frustrating. One time, I forget who the Maryland player was, you know, he literally tried to grab Kofi and he made the basket and they didn't call the foul. And I just, I mean, to me, I just think it's old, you know, and I know Coach Underwood has every reason in this world to complain about it. You know, it's probably not going to change. Um, okay, that's enough for me playing my violin song. From another standpoint of the game, I'm, I, was, I felt a little different tonight. I was glad to see them face some adversity. I was glad to see Kofi sit on the bench with foul trouble because I've said this many a podcast. Illinois needs to develop Omar Payne, whether, whether he's missing assignments, because if you get into the tournament and Kofi gets in foul trouble, they dodged a bullet tonight. And I think they did it because they were home because of the way Trent played. But you're going to need another offensive attack. When he went out of the game, they never even threw the ball in the post. They never looked at it. It wasn't even an option for them. And that's what it's going to look like for the future unless there's, you know, we know there's some new kids coming in, danger those guys. But the bottom line is you have to develop pain because in the non-conference games, those were games where even if he was struggling, you need those minutes because you become one-dimensional it was easy for Maryland to guard the perimeter when he was out of the game. My MVP of the game was Trent Frazier. That guy took over the game when it had to happen, and he got Illinois rolling. Yeah, Kofi had big numbers, but, boy, it's going to be tough to see that kid leave because he is playing remarkable basketball right now. Yeah, I thought – Hey, I got to add, Chad, I got to add, you know, the guy that they're missing right now when Kofi's on the bench is also on the bench. Yep. And he's wearing glasses and street clothes. That's Andre Carbello, because he's a guy who can create offense for all those guys. When they hug those shooters, he gets driving lanes and also opens up that pick and roll. We saw Payne actually get a couple off, uh, you know, a basket yes. and a, two free throws yep. on that screen and roll. You put a guy like Bello there, and now Payne becomes much more effective uh, on the offensive end. And now you get you get it in the paint, maybe not with a post entry, but with that drill drive. And so. I really think that's a that's going to be a key component. Even if Bellow can just come back, and it sounds like he is there. I mean, he's really, really close. He's close. Uh, he's close. And, and he's really close. Um, and so when he comes back, if you can get him out on the floor for just start off with like 10 minutes a game, when Kofi's not out there, 
now you can Kobe can go all out for 30 minutes, 32 minutes, and you get Omar Payne out there for eight to ten minutes, and you have a guy who fits what you're trying to do. And Bello is a you know kind of runs the offense, and I think you just are fantastic. I mean, I think this team has a chance to be really, really good. Uh, you know, it sounds terrible, but sometimes when you have you have to learn to play without Carbello and don't get that crutch, maybe you end up better at the end of the day. And maybe they will be. Mike, I know you're running the show here, but I, but I have a question for you and Bradley both. I mean, I just, I'm just re- i really curious. We watch sports like it's our job because it is our job, I guess, that that didn't make any sense. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think Kofi is not in the talk for National Player of the Year as much as some of these other guys are? Because his numbers are remarkable. He's gotten better every year. I'm just – I can't put a finger on it. What is it that he's not doing to catch the eye? Is it because they're not ranked? Oh, what is it? I'll give it to Brian. Well, I would say, uh, I would say John Rothstein actually came out and said tonight he's the national player of the year for him right now. Um, better numbers than Luca Garza put up when he was national player of the year. I mean, Kobe, I, I, I agree with Ken. He's been fantastic. I think some of us, he missed those first three games. And I'm not trying to dig on anybody. We watch a lot of sports. We watch a lot of college basketball. I don't think a lot of the national pundits actually watch basketball games, unless it's like the top teams play. It's the same thing we see in recruiting. If you're a top 10 recruit, they watch you play 150 times because somehow they're going to get a better evaluation instead of going to watch guys in the, in the other gym that are ranked in that 75 to 100 range where you can really, you haven't seen but one time. And it's the Good same call. exact thing. I don't think they watch Illinois as a, until they're in the top 25. Last year they watched them a lot. Io gets you know, national player of the year first of all. Now they're going to, I think, as Illinois, Illinois is going to be ranked next week. If they're not ranked next week, they need to do an investigation. But they're going to be ranked next week, and they should bolt into the, easily into the top 20. Not 20, 25, not 20. And, and they should, you know, they're favored to win their next eight games, too. So I think Illinois could go on a huge run here, and they might be a top five team by the time they play at Purdue in February. The other thing, and I'm going to say this, and I know that some people are not going to like it, but the Illinois fan base that is on Twitter is extremely thin-skinned. And when, when, when some of our fans whine about stuff, they do it out of anger and they don't do a lot of humor. And I think that uh, reputation sometimes of being trolled by Illinois fans has has may may affect some of these national guys a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I just yeah. sometimes I see that. I think no, it's possible. Have, I, I, yeah, I think it's possible. I agree, but I also think you know that's not your job. It's like the you know, your job is to find the best players and the most dominant players. And I, I he resides over in uh, Champaign, Illinois. So. Oh, he does. He does, and Hub Arkish may find a reason not to vote for him too. But, um, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is, you know, I, I'm the wrong type of guy to ask because I'd have Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, just like Gaylord Perry and all the guys who used the greenies for years. I wouldn't yep. just single out the steroid guys. So, and I'd have Pete Rose in there too. So I'm the wrong guy. I'm just about what they do on the field or on the court. And Kofi's a great guy off the court. That's the first thing I want to clarify. Um, but I just think he got caught up in that suspension 
and then Illinois isn't in the top 25, and Illinois fans can be very, very um, trollish on Twitter. You put all those together, and they're trying to, you know, they're, they're taking an Illinois break. You know what stinks those guys do is that you look at the record. They won, what, 9 of 10 or something like that. We all know if Kofi plays against Marquette, they win. He didn't. You know, there's nothing you can do. You can't change it. I understand that there'll be guys missing games this year because of COVID. But I think it's a combination of all of it. I like, I like the answer. I think, personally, the top 25 matters because they stayed in it last year. Iowa was, a, he was in the running. You had a guy who was a national, who was unanimous, second-team All-American this year, and he's fighting for Big Ten Player of the Year. And there are some good players out there, you know, and, and Murray and, and Davis. You know, don't get me wrong. I understand that. But it just seemed like they have to go this extra mile. And Illinois has a great marketing department. They really do. But I don't think that he should have to fight so hard for something that become easier for him. The improvement that, the improvements that he has made as a player, you know, think of all the things that we all complained about before. Couldn't shoot free throws. Now he's shooting free throws. His help defense is better. You know, his post moves are better. Um, you know, he's kicking the ball out. I mean, that he didn't even look to kick the ball out before. And now he's looking for it every time, you know. And what they talked about tonight that they should invent the hockey assist as a stat because he would get more statistics. A lot of players would a lot more assists. So I just, you know, not because we cover Illinois, even if I didn't cover Illinois, I'd have a hard time justifying that somebody's better in college basketball because than him. He's just dominant. I can't really argue with you, you know, if I'm – if I'm in the NBA as a GM, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, look at what he's accomplished when he was given a list of things to work on. And I got to think there's no way if, if he's still around in the second round that I don't take a guy with that work ethic and that physique and give Wait, it a whirl. You mean in 2023? I'm hoping in 2023, Brad. But, but you know what, Brad, in fairness? I'm, I'm, telling, you, I'm telling you right now. It's still in play that he can be back next year too. So oh, don't no, go no. crazy. Thank God. I mean, it's still, it's still something. He's 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 having a he's having a blast this year. I, and and I will tell you with some of the refereeing that he deals with, I can tell you right now that Kofi Coburn is a more mature adult than I am because I would not handle the fact that I breathed on somebody wrong as they ran past me and I get a foul called. And then down at the other end, I'm a victim of the Malachi crunch and have two people slam into me, and there's no call. Um, I, I am. You, uh, you probably just ate some onions on your pizza, and it created that bad breath. That no, no, that no, 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 Brad. You, you, you totally have me wrong because I don't put vegetables on a pizza because that could be healthy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you want to? No, you never have to worry. You never have to worry about that with me because you know if there's if there's uh, vegetables, I, I my body might reject them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell you, I got to give Kofi props, man, because think about how many times you know when we were younger that we get steamrolled by somebody. I mean, I'm getting up, and now granted, we're you know we're kids who played ball in the '80s, but you know I'm leading with an elbow as I get up, and. And Kofi somehow keeps the positive attitude. He may look a little sideways at somebody, but he doesn't get too mad. And, and I am constantly – again, that's another thing. If I was an NBA GM, 
I'm thinking the guy practices hard. You know, he's got a work ethic. He doesn't get upset. We can, we can, we can do this. Think if he's doing, you know, if he's getting this much better when the teams can only practice 20 hours a week, how much better could he get if we have him for 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, you know, in the NBA system, and we can really work on his, his skills full time. I, I think he's a no-brainer for the NBA, but I am biased. I also said the same thing. He thinks about his improvement, losing weight. You know, he's able to run up and down the floor. He's not going to play 30 minutes in the NBA anyway, but I think he's serviceable enough. You know, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think Chicago could use him in a couple of times. I know that'll never happen, but he could spell some teams for 10 or 15 minutes well, a game, think, I think. Think what captain matchup Phil Jackson would have done with him you know, you can bring in a guy of that physical ability and he would wait. Until, yeah, I could just see him waiting until the right lineup is out there against him, drop Kofi in for four minutes, let him get, you know, eight points and six rebounds and then bring him back in, you know, bring him, sit him down and put him in for a two minute period. And, you know, Kofi only plays, you know, 15 minutes a game and ends up averaging 12 points and 10 rebounds. You know what I mean? It, it, there's, there's times in an NBA game you could get him in and he could do some serious damage for you. So moving on to the next thing, um, any other closing thoughts on tonight's game, Brad, before we, we get to our final topic? Yeah, I would say that I, I think it's good because it was a good win because they had to battle through a little adversity, you know, in, in the first half. And then also Maryland's team that they have struggled with, and, and you know, over the, as we know, and Maryland tweeted it out, it, it didn't end well for them, and, and you know, and, and Kobe took that personally. Um, you saw If you saw the Illini men's basketball Twitter, you know what that's referring to. So, um, you know, but I think that it's good to be able to kind of, you know, you, earlier on, uh, Brad won at Iowa, Underwood won at Iowa. Now he gets the win over Maryland, a team that's kind of been a nemesis. They hadn't won at Iowa yet. You know, they, they win the Bragging Rabbits. A lot of these things were – we're exercising a lot of demons right now. And so you just got to keep doing that um, as you go forward. And, and, and I think they, they have the right mindset. I, I love the mindset of this team. It's like, we're never out of it. it doesn't, they can play slow. They can play fast. They, they, get up and, they can get up and down. They can also play a 63-possession game like tonight. So there's a lot of positives to take from this. And I, I really think this is the kind of game you win in the Big Ten. And you're going to have nights when you don't make shots and, and you, and you Grind down a 12-point win, you'll take that. Yep, yep. And I, and it was strange to see Jacob Grandison. He's usually super efficient. And tonight he had five <laughs> points on 12 shots. That was the first time that's happened to him in quite some time. You realize the, the only three maybe banked it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Some I, 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 I know that he meant to. I could just tell. <laughs> yeah. the bank, it was early, so the bank was still open. Yeah, exactly. Ked, any final thoughts on the on the uh, on the game here? Yeah, you know what? This is brief for me because I know I get long winded sometimes. I'm just going to tell you the fans enjoy this. Kofi's a special guy. You know, you saw tonight what it was like to to not to not have him in there. And you know what? There's no other Kofi that college basketball. There hasn't been in the last I don't know how many years. You know, and you as an Illinois fan, you get to watch him play every game, 
interviews and everything. So I just think he's a special kid. And Illinois is very, very lucky to have a guy like him. And I would much rather have him on my team than be playing against him. Oh, yes. So the last subject we'll talk about a little bit here, uh, Jeremy Fears committed to Michigan State um, today. Uh, Ked, do you have any, any thoughts on this? I know that you were close to this recruitment, and there might be some fans out there that – that have a question or two. I'm not asking you to, to do a deep dive. Just uh, see what you know, if you have any thoughts on it. Well, it's been it was interesting. It was an interesting recruitment from day one. Um, I just think at the end of the day, this worked out the best for both schools, player, family, the whole the whole nine yards. I just think this is uh you know looking at the style of play, what Illinois plays like, and what Michigan State does. I think it, it, it's just it's the best thing for him. I don't, I don't want Illinois fans to think, hey, you know, the coaches can't recruit or they made a mistake. There's so many things that goes on in recruiting. There's so many variables that I just wish fans would, would know. Um, educate yourself because there's so many different things. And, you know, and sometimes and I'll use, you know, give myself and Brad credit. I think we're professional on how we protect kids and families and how we, you know, present things on message boards and how we tweak things and, you know, we both work in the education system, and I just – we care about kids. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And if he's playing college basketball, if it's not in Illinois, you know, give the kid props and move on. Because, you know what, uh, Trent Frazier's not from Illinois. Andre Cabello's not from Illinois. Kofi Coburn's not from Illinois. Jacob Grannis is not. Um, Coleman Hawkins. There's other basketball players out there that are from the state of Illinois. So move on, you know, enjoy the season. I can assure you this. It's a great staff, and they're going to continue to recruit, and they're going to recruit at a high level, and they're not done. That's my final thought with the Jeremy Fury situation. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that. And when you talk about, you know, educate yourselves, uh, this is one opportunity when you go to uh, become a subscriber to lineiguys.com, you go back into the message boards or the forums, however you want to term it, uh, you will see the recruiting notes, and that's how the sausage gets made, folks. Your average fan, they don't care about this. They just want to see who are the guys we got on the team this year. Well, we can give you plenty of uh, information on that because, for example, uh, if you were a member, you could read Brad's four-part story on what it's like to be embedded, just like we used to have people embedded in the in uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm all those years ago. Reporters were embedded with units. Well, Brad spent two days with the basketball team. So he got the chance to see how they prepare for games. You're not going to read about that anywhere else other than Illini guys. And for those stories, you have to have a subscription. You want to know all the inside scoop on what's going on, on a recruitment. You kind of got to have a subscription. Now, the cool thing is it's only $99. That's for a whole year. And you get a, you get a seven day trial that you can make sure that it, uh, you know, the, the size fits you, so to speak. We don't have very many people tell us it doesn't, but if you go back into the message boards and you like to be informed, you want to be the guy who's, you know, at the, uh, at work in the, in the break room telling people about, well, you know what, this is who we're going to get. And you want to be two weeks ahead of everybody else. Now you subscribe to Illini guys. It's not that hard. In fact, some of the other quote gurus, unquote, mother websites that compete with us, <laughs> we've actually got pictures of them reading Brad's stuff so that they know what's going on with the line eye. So go ahead and subscribe to us. That's how you know these things. 
Um, and, and thanks for that plug there, kid. And of course, when you do come to Illini, guys, we have a full family of podcasts that you can get. Now, the, our flagship is Sturdy for 30. That's Brad's pod, and he does that a couple times a week. You'll get all sorts of stuff there, whether it's interviews with people like, oh, I don't know, Brad Underwood, or you get things like um, you, you get information from recruits like Hank Beatty, who's going to be uh, one of the, the, the freshmen coming in in this great recruiting class that Coach Bielma's got. You can also get coaches, and you get just about anybody who has something to do with Illinois. Brad's interviewed him or will be interviewing him for Sturdy for 30. You also get Ked's Recruiting Roundup. That is where Ked will give you interviews from actual kids who are being recruited. Very unique view, sometimes with parents, sometimes with coaches, high school coaches, AAU coaches. You get the real front row seats to what it's like to be a big-time college recruit, and that's really good. And, of course, you have Eye on the Illini. You're listening to that right now. So we've got a full amount of podcasts for you. And finally, we also have the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Brad and I are on with Larry Smith on a weekly basis. We have Ked come on uh, on a weekly basis and talk to us about recruiting. We also have a, a variety of guests from Josh Whitman, Brett Bielma, Brad Underwood, Jeff Alexander. We can, the list could go on and on. Chester Frazier. Tim Anderson, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're going through a lot of people that we could get. Um, but you can listen to that on 25 stations through the state of Illinois. Go ahead to IlliniGuys.com, click the radio button at the top of the page. You'll see a list of all the stations and what time they broadcast us. We're on for two hours a week, usually on Fridays or Saturdays, and it gets you totally prepared for your weekend and gives you an idea of what's going on in Illini sports. So we always tell people to pay attention to that, too. And again, IlliniGuys.com, it's where we keep everyone in the know about everything going on with the Illini. So for Brad Sturdy, our Uber Illini insider, for Kedrick Prince, our director of recruiting, I'm Mike Kegley, thanking you for joining us for Eye on the Illini, I-L-L-I-N-I. You can look for us, and we are there covering everything. Thank you.